Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. All right, so we've been paying attention to what's been going on in Germany over the last couple of days as the uh, the West and uh, NATO leaders, defense ministers, and their equivalencies have been talking about providing Ukraine with what it requires to continue its battle with Russia. And they're going to be getting some uh, air defense systems. They have uh, different... Uh, Defensive weaponry and maybe some offensive weaponry as well headed their way. But what they haven't decided, sitting on their hands, hand-wringing actually, is what the Germans need, and that is leopard tanks. They would provide Ukraine, as I understand it, with what it requires to push the Russians back, maybe to pre-2014 invasion borders. Canada, by the way, has about 80 of these tanks, I understand, but a report that I read suggests only about half of them work. Why is it always that way with the Canadian forces? Why do why do our mili- why does our military always have to scrounge and beg and hope? It's just a it's a national embarrassment. General Rick Hillier joins us, former chief of the defense staff, Canada's top military officer. General, it's always an honor. How are you, sir? Hi, Roy. I'm well, and thank you. Uh, delighted to be on your show here this afternoon. Good to have you with us. Now, Canada's announced 200 senator armored personnel carriers are going to be shipped to Ukraine. I understand these are more for police operations than military operations. And 39 armored combat support vehicles, which were originally intended for the CAF, are also going to Ukraine. I don't know if that's what they asked for. They want tanks. General, how do you assess what we're doing and how do you assess this hand-wringing that's going on or has been going on in Europe? Well, first of all, Canada is doing some pretty good things. I mean, those armored vehicles aside, they are not war winners. They're not going to change the flavor of the fight uh, and help Ukraine win their war. They will be useful, but Canada, I really like what Canada stepped up and did and say, hey, we're going to buy the NASAMS air defense system, uh, a system for you, and, and help you keep those Russian airplanes and Russian drones uh, off your back so they can't kill you, they can't see where you are, and therefore use their artillery on you. That is a wonderful, good, a wonderful thing. I like what we did with artillery and sending them guns, but not enough, and maybe that's because we don't have enough. And the ammunition, those are things that will help them win the war. But, you know, they need really quickly, they need five things in Ukraine, fighting things to be a part of, uh, of a winning strategy. Number one is they need some fighter planes. Number two is they need more air defense. Number three is they need more precision, long-range artillery. And then to, to close with and kill the Russians and eject them from their country, they need main battle tanks of a, of a modern version. There are only really two in the world of the numbers that would be useful. That's the Leopard 2 tank made by Germany or the M1 tank made by the United States. And they need infantry, what we call infantry fighting vehicles. Those vehicles that are, they're, they're pretty pretty capable, almost like a tank, but they carry infantry soldiers. And when you work all of that together in one team with the air defense over it, uh, it's a war winner. And something like the Leopard tanks and, the, and a Bradley or a Martyr fighting vehicle or like the CB-90 that the Swedes just said they would send 50 in, that kind of thing could help Ukraine win this war, throw the Russians out, and establish their security uh, for the longer term. 
So they do need uh, more things than what we've been able to give them. I give Canada a thumbs up on the air defense and the artillery piece. The armored vehicles are nice. They're not going to help Ukraine win the war. Other things we've been doing are good, too. So I'll give Canada a, a thumbs up on those two specific things, the air defense and the artillery. That was the $400 million purchase from the United States, right? That's correct. Yeah. Um, why do you suppose, General, it's such a such a reach, particularly for the Germans, it appears, to provide either permission for other countries to g- give their leopard tanks to Ukraine or for the Germans to sign off on these kinds of moves? Why is it so difficult for the Germans to make that decision? Some people are saying because they've had too cozy a relationship with Putin for too long. Is that fair? Uh, Roy, I, I'm not sure. I don't know uh, why the Germans either want to give their leopard tanks or want to sign off on other nations. I think if I knew that, I'd be the most popular individual in the world because everybody would be asking me. I watched Lloyd Austin uh, speak to the media after the conference in Ramstein, uh, Lloyd Austin uh, being the Secretary of Defense for the United States, and I thought I could see in his face visible frustration uh, with Germany's approach. And I was talking this uh, over with a bunch of former soldiers and leaders, uh, kind of like myself, and, and somebody said to me, you know, sir, we should remember that we spent 75 years plus trying to make sure Germany never ever started another war or was in another war, and maybe we were successful, and we've reduced Germany to to such an extent that it's not in their DNA anymore to even help a, a, a democratic sovereign nation like Ukraine during their darkest hour. And and so everybody is frustrated. There are two two tank fleets in the world that could meet the requirement that would allow Ukraine to be successful. One is that Leopard 2 fleet, of which Canada... I think we bought 100, and then we had some specialty models, too. It's just over 100. Uh, Canada has some, and the other tank is the M1. But I actually think, you know, the Americans are doing so much, maybe it's time the rest of the world step up, and therefore the Leopard 2 tank is the one that uh, should be sent to Ukraine. And a variety of countries, I think, stand by to send them if Germany will give the permission. And then, of course, Germany produces spare parts for Leopard 2s. Uh, and so they would be required to keep those tanks running uh, during what will still be a long fight. General Hiller, I remember speaking with you um, shortly after the uh, Russians invaded Ukraine, and you were all in favor of um, air defense or at least uh, air cover for Ukraine by the NATO air forces. We know that never happened. But do you have a sense that the Ukrainian military still has what it needs as far as just in numbers of personnel fighting uh, soldiers available to be able to defeat Russia if they get the equipment they require. Oh, absolutely they do, boy. I mean, President Zelensky, in his orders to his command team, has made, uh, has made it very clear they're, they're building a million-person force to not only win this war, but then guarantee their security down the road for the next 10, 20, 40 years out. They have the people the people that I met there when I was there, the people that I meet in my travels and that come to North America and Canada and the U.S. where I get a chance to, to, to have discussions with them, they are absolutely determined that they are going to defend their, their families, their towns, and their country, and they're not going to rest uh, until the Russians are gone. Uh, President Zelensky said, you know, no negotiation until we get Russians out of, out of uh, Ukraine. Uh, Zelushny, the commander-in-chief, runs the armed forces, said, you know, the, the Ukrainian armed forces would not agree to a negotiated settlement leaving the Russians in. They're determined. They've got the numbers of people. Uh, they're getting the intelligence fee. Their, their innovation, their ingenuity, and bringing in new systems and applying them in, in a way that actually just strikes fear into the heart of the Russians is incredible. I'm not sure there are many professional armies in the West that can perform that well, but they do need the equipment. If they're going to go on the offensive, 
they're going to need uh, those tanks and they're going to need those infantry fighting vehicles. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.